outside and that bitch let me Hey, we are here with Miss um, Kelly Hughes, the owner of Little Ladders Educational Center. Um, before we get started, Kelly, let's uh, go into a brief introduction of yourself. My name is Kelly Hughes. I'm the owner of Learning Ladders Educational Center. Okay, what start? What you? Uh, what started you into doing daycare as a business? I kind of just kind of did it on a humbug. I was working at Toledo Hospital for over 16 years, and I kind of got bored with it. And I just stepped out on faith and started watching one child, and I went from one to six to 12 to 60. So that's what I am currently doing now. How long have you been in business? For almost 24 years. Okay. And who is Kelly? Is Kelly is, is Kelly a mom, a wife? Kelly is a mom, a wife, a grandmother. I am a wife of almost 24 years. I have two grandchildren, um, Norman and Giovanni. I have three children. Kaylin, Galen, and Tyson. All right. So as we, the show is called Still Standing. So um, you've lost your father. Then in 2016, a brother. In 2017, a half brother. 2019, a brother. 2020, your mom passed. And then the day after your sister was murdered. That's a lot for one person um, to take in. So as we know, um, grief isn't a one-size-fits experience. Everyone experiences grief differently, so um, there's no blueprint with grief. So how has losing them impacted your life? 
Losing them has been a great, um, it has greatly impacted my life. Mm, it's hard for, sometimes, some days it's hard for me to function. I have, um, I just try to keep going. I, some days I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I try to keep busy because a lot of times I find myself almost kind of going into depression. So um, it's just hard on the daily, really. Um, so it's, it's. I know with um, losing, losing my mom at 23, um, a lot of people really don't understand what that feel like until they experience that. And um, even though like losing her at 23 and she had prepared me at the age of 12 to start in that, um, that still was kind of hard for me. And even now, 23 years later, it's still like you said, like some days, I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing it. I don't know how I'm like special occasions, like your wedding day is supposed to be one of the happiest days for you. And my wedding day in the beginning for me starting, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I literally was <laughs> upstairs at your house, <laughs> upstairs at your house bawling because I didn't have my mom there. Although I had, you know, y'all. Right. Mass but support, but it's not the same. Not the and same. some people don't understand that until they experience that. It, and it's hard to describe what you're feeling until someone until you experience it, you ain't gonna know it. How you feel. It's it's undescribable. Um and I actually thought I kind of prepared myself for my mom's uh death until it actually happened. I mean, because I was there from you know the the start of her sickness, you know, all the way to the end, but um, there's no preparation for it at all. No. Um, still to this day, it's just like, it's just something that no matter who you are, um, nobody can feel it. No. Nope. And um, I mean, I consider myself um, very strong, but sometimes I need my mother. Yeah. You know, and it's just she is she's just irreplaceable and I can't nope nobody can't describe it. Nobody I, can just, give you what she gave me. What she gave. She was you. my go-to girl. Yeah. I mean, we argue like cats and dogs, but yeah, but nobody nobody can give you that, like you said, it's that no. void. Nobody can fill that void for you at all. And not no husband, not no, no nothing. It's not, like nope. they it, they can't. Mm -hmm. Um so with the death, um, we know that losing somebody in general is impactful. But do you feel like one death impacts you more than the other? Um, I can honestly say say that. Like, do you losing a parent? You grieve one more than hard. the other. Um, losing a parent is very hard, but losing. All of my siblings was very hard. Um, my siblings, we were very, you know, growing up, I mean, younger to growing up, um, we were always close-knit. Um, even though, you know, they did what they did, 
I mean, I was the baby girl, but I was almost like the big sister. The big sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's just, I mean, I've, I've basically lost all of them. Yeah. Um, and I, um, the pain is just, it's undescribable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell people all the time, I feel like an or, orphan. An orphan. Because... I look at people that still have their brothers, their sisters, mm-hmm. and it's just like I felt like that for a long it's time. Very, um, and I have my siblings. It's just I, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to. Um, so for me, um, even though my god brother was my god brother, I seem to grieve and mourn him more um it's like harder because he was murdered and taken away from us so that kind of like sits with me more than like I knew my mom was passing Mm -hmm. I knew that was coming but to get a phone call that someone else took my brothers my god brother's life i can't like that it, i grieve that more and i i can i can totally relate to that because um all of my brothers were all of my brothers were in the streets um and i would always dread that phone call of you know one of them getting shot or um and actually one of my brothers was shot, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just a deferential. You know, it wasn't that bad. Right. Um, but losing my sister the way that she was taken away from me, that is like the um that is the hardest thing because that situation plays over and over and over in my mind um, because I felt like I, I felt like I could have, um, like you didn't protect her. I felt like I couldn't, I didn't protect Protect her, her. but at the same time, she was always a fighter. Like she Mm -hmm. didn't need me to protect her because she protected me. Mm -hmm. You know, she was just, she was always the street, you know, she was in the street. And just the details of, you know, how it happened to her, that plays over and over in my mind. I mean, no matter how many times I try to forget it, I just cannot forget it. I think about it every single day. Um, so that that weighs heavy on my heart. I mean, I, I do. I truly miss my brothers. I do a lot. But 
it's the fact of them her being taken away. Yeah, the way that the way that somebody took her life and basically like I, she was helpless. Like it was nothing that she could do. There was nothing that I could do. Um, and it, and I mean, I just thought it was another incident of hers just getting the fight. You know, I'm thinking, okay, she's gonna be all right. You know, mm -hmm. that was one of them cases that it, I mean, it just wasn't that and. I, um, I struggle with that on the daily. I do. I straighten up. I, I mean, I try as much as I try to hide it. It just, it just crushes my soul. So just it's a pain in my stomach that I, I mean, I can't get rid of. Uh, yeah, I was okay until they aired my brother's um, murder on TV on a show, and to see um, the interrogation video of the person that took him from us mm -hmm. and the arrogance mm -hmm. and all of that it took me in a downward spiral like all them emotions mm -hmm. came back up mm -hmm. that being mad that angry that all of that because I never went to court because I was like I don't want to go to court I don't want to see that I don't want to see him even with me going to court I mean I I, I mean and you know COVID was going on and um we had the um like the video the video the, like the video court so um, they did give me, you know, opportunity to say something. I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't do it, but it was the, uh, like the reading of the, um, what do you call it? The, um, the report that they show you like to the, um, prosecutor, prosecutor or the, um, the detective or what, just the report, oh, the report what, like the, oh, that was just like. That, I mean, because it's just so detailed. detailed. It's just so, mm -hmm. I mean, it's some of that stuff that was, you know, mentioned in that report. It was just like, um, she said that to, you know, she would say it jokingly a couple times, like, you know, sis, if you ever find me in the freezer or something, you know, he did it to me, you know, we, but not nobody that it would right, be serious. Right, right, like, right, right, right. We would just, you know, think it was a whole joke, but I mean, it's it's a lot to handle. It's it's very um. I I think about it all the time because I, I it just keeps keeps replaying in my mind. Yeah, I I suffer with feeling that I should have went out that night. Mm -hmm. I should have been in the club that night so I could be there so I can. I don't know mm -hmm. so I can protect them. And I know they say you know you're supposed to pray and don't tr question God and 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 that. But in that still. I still have that. It's called survivor's guilt. Mm -hmm. And I still have that like survivor's guilt. I mean, and it's just, it's always like you have so many questions. I have so many unanswered mm -hmm. questions. Unanswered questions because everything I see, you know, even with my, you know, my brothers, I mean, we've witnessed that. Um, we've been around it our entire lives. So it, it was very hard for me to accept um, the situations with my brothers because, I mean, I felt like they knew better. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I mean. <laughs> I can totally understand also. Yeah, it's just, yeah, like, so out of this, though, where do you get your strength from? Like, what motivates you to keep going? I have to 
like I said, every day, every day I get up is a struggle. Nobody sees it. I try to mask it every day. Um, and I tell people all the time that a lot of times I have that going on, but nobody ever know, you know, mm-hmm. nobody because I feel like it's a sometimes I feel like it's a burden on other people. Like I don't want to keep telling this story. I don't want to keep being sad. You know, I don't want to. It's just I, it's, I feel guilty when I try to put that on somebody else. Um, so to this to this day today. If I didn't have my child care center, my babies keep me going. I mean, every single day, I mean, people ask me all the time, why do you go to work? This is what I need. This is my therapy. Um, I have to go to the gym. Um, I'm very grateful for that because that's, I don't, I mean, I do care about losing weight. I care about being healthy. I care about being fit, but that is my, that's my me time and I need it. Um, if I don't do it, I just feel like I, I start to get lost. Um, so I, I have to do that every day because it's my, it's like my medicine, mm-hmm. you know? Um, sometimes I feel myself, uh, I don't know, like sink, like being sunk in or like just going in, going into depression. Um, I don't feel like I've, I've been depressed, but sometimes I have to catch myself because I it's easy for me to go there. Yeah. You know, so um I just try to keep myself busy. You know, it's just I like to travel, I like to shop. Um, but the most important thing is I, you know, I my child care center, my you know, my husband tries to keep me busy. Um, spend time with my grandkids, my kids, but I have to actively be busy at you know, at my daycare and at the gym to for me to. Mine's was to more so, um, because I was a single mother for so long, mm-hmm. I had to be that strength for everybody. And that's part of it. So I didn't have. Always been that. I've always been that that strength, and I'm always the one that everybody come to. So I didn't have. I really didn't grieve. My sister was nine years old, so mm-hmm. I really didn't grieve. Then when it happened to my brother, my godmom went into a whole effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to be strong for her. I had to be strong for everybody else. So I really didn't have time to, to breathe. To breathe. Mm-hmm. I had to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And what I found out is the more and more I kept going, the more and more I kept going, the more and more I started dying in the inside. For sure. So I had to, I had to go to therapy. That's my way to relief. And that's that's on my um and I think I do need to go to the gym because when I walk, that does help me. It's a it's a it's a it's a release for me. At, at the end of the day, it's a release for me. I have not been to therapy. Um I, I don't I mean I feel like I'm ready, but I don't I don't I don't know if I'm ready. Um and I don't even know what the what the session or I don't even know what therapy actually. The same thing we're doing right now. Consistent, but, um, it's the same. I don't think about it. I, don't, I mean, I, I, I didn't even think I was ready for this, you know, but yeah. I don't know how many times I can talk about it. Right. Um, and I try not to hold on to it. I mean, a lot of times I talk to myself about it. I mean, I just uh-huh. think out loud about it. I, like I said, I have so many questions, but, um, and I try to be strong for, because I was always the strong one. The go-to. You know, and I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I feel bad when I, you know, disappoint my family. I feel like I need to be strong for them. Um, Cause I've always held it down. I mean, I've always held it down for my siblings. Um, even my mom, you know, I've always held it down for her, even though she was my mom, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's just, I mean, it's a part of it and I'm still walking. I'm still walking this journey to see what's going to happen next. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a struggle every day. Yeah. It, it, it's, it took me, um, Mine still more was trust issues for me to go to therapy. Um, and I didn't want to go to somebody who don't have the same type of background like me. I don't want to go to somebody who going to be giving me book answers. I want to go to somebody who didn't been through what I didn't been through and, uh, and can relate to what I go, what I went through. And, and that's Lashana. That's my therapist. And she lost her mom in the street. Like we have the same background so we can dilate and she can understand where I'm coming from. So I, I'm comfortable and I can be vulnerable because I trust her. Right. And I, I may I may have to. Um, try to go to. Maybe different type of therapists. You know, I may need to speak to someone, just somebody that's dealt with domestic violence, you know, because that's, 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 domestic violence is real. Definitely. You know, I, I, I've never, never in a million years thought about, I mean, and my sister had been in a million, million fights. I, I never, ever thought about getting this That part. losing her. Like, like, so, so, I mean, like, so that's, that's, um. That's something that I that I um like I said, that's something that I struggle with. So I may have to um speak to somebody that you know deal with domestic okay. violence. So that that might be and then you know my brother's death. I might have to go to um we st- when my mom died, um me and my sister and uh we went to a grievance counselor um at first when my mom died. Um just See, because you, you had somebody to go with. Just because I didn't know what she needed at Mm -hmm. the age of being nine and me making a decision to pull the plug and she didn't want to be in the room with, with that. And I didn't know what I needed to do for her because now she, my responsibility, Mm -hmm. although she was with my grandmother and lived with my grandmother, I felt like, because that's my sister. That's my responsibility. Right. So I had to do what I needed to do for her sake. But she didn't. My sister had no. She never wanted to go. She never wanted to go um, to therapy when she was little. I mean, we did have her see the counselor at school, but mm-hmm. she never wanted to go to therapy. Yeah, I get that question um, all the time. I mean, why haven't I been to therapy? When are you going to therapy? And it's it, it's 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 when you feel like you're ready. Cause I started first. I started journaling. I had journals. I got mm-hmm. journals. That that was my release. I still journal. That was my release. I journaled. Then it was like I started my spiritual walk. I went back, started it again. Went back, started again. Now does that 
the spiritual walk that I'm on now is personal because I understand it and I know more that now I knew that I can't just pray these feelings away. I need some professional help Mm -hmm. with some tools to help me because I went to a counselor and she was like, well, it's been, it's been 18, almost 20 some years. You're saying that is your mom all, all, you shouldn't be grieving like that. And that's why. Like, hold on, wait a minute. You can't tell me how long I can grieve my mom. Don't, don't judge me. I don't, I don't want to, that's, that's. So I was like, yeah, um, I can't go to nobody who ain't experienced what I experienced. Mm -hmm. Cause this, this. And it like you Everybody said, it's a void. It's a void mm-hmm. that can't be filled. It's, it it can't be filled, and nobody understands it unless they experienced it. Okay. Like I can just like I can relate to. Sometimes I'm sitting at work earlier today, before today, earlier today. I'm just sitting there at work, and all of a sudden, I'm scrolling, and just this song. And I'm boohoo crying. Oh, it's the littlest thing. <laughs> I'm boohoo crying. I remember a commercial with a dog <laughs> running, and I just I'm I'm bawling. Like, why am I crying? But I knew too. Then I never really took the whole grieving process. I just jumped back into being what everybody else needed yeah, me I to still be. Have yet to do that. I have. I I, I know I haven't grieved. I mean, I just. You just keep being busy. I just keep going. You just keep going and keep being busy. Like, and I'm and and two, who even knows how to really grieve? Who knows how to do that? Like, who knows how to do that? Because I don't, I don't know how to do that. I have a moment. I have my moment. And then I keep going. Cause that's what give. I mean, my kids is what forever was giving me the strength. For sure. And now it's like, like I, I like, like you. I don't want to let my family down, so I keep that cape on. Mm-hmm. I keep that cape on, and then I go in my room and I close the door and I turn the TV up and I'm bawling. I do it every day in the shower. I'm mm-hmm. bawling out of like control. Of mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's a part of it. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of my therapy. That's part of my grief. I mean, everybody's. Every, everybody's way of dealing with it is different. And, I, and then I'm fine. And then I'm fine. And it might be another two, three weeks, might be a couple months or any of that. Because I'm not the type, I don't go to the grave site. I do like birthdays and stuff, but I don't really, I don't really go to the grave site. I don't either. I don't, I don't really either. go to the grave site because I feel like my mother is with me everywhere I go. I find myself going to the gravesite more to visit my brother than my mom. Cause I can't let that I just got that guilt feeling that I can't let it go. I can't let go. I can't let go. No matter how much I try, I still be like, I was supposed to protect you. We always protected each other. I I I wasn't there. I dropped the ball. So I can't, I don't know how to let it go. Yeah, and I, I feel, that's why I, I still feel like that about, I have a little bit of that feeling with, with my sister because what happened, I normally, like with my, when my brother's passed, I normally, you know, I go get her the day before because she's always 
Lord knows where. Oh, I'll go get her and, you know, she'll spend the weekend or spend the day, you know, got to get her outfit. Gotta, I got to prepare her for that, you know, mm -hmm. to make her stay there with me. And she called, I called her and I tell her that, you know, I, I said, come on, you know, get, get to the, get to hospice, you know, mama, she, you know, she ain't gonna make it, whatever. And she's like, don't worry about that. Well, um, she says, sis, I'm gonna get on the bus. So I'm like, I kind of okayed it because hospice was right on Detroit. And I just knew that when she got off, you know, I would see her there. Mm -hmm. And I talked to her a couple of times telling her, you know, she like, I'm, I'm on the way. Just, just wait. I'm on the way. You know, I'm on my way. So I told, I even told my husband, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I need. I might need you to go get her because I I have a good feeling about it. I just felt like she wasn't gonna. I felt like she wasn't gonna make it there. And, and that's another. I beat myself up about that because I normally follow my first mind and I go get her because of that. So that weighs heavy on my heart and on my mind because I should. If I would have went and got her, then she would have been with me like all the other times and. You know it. I mean, it's always woulda, coulda, shoulda, and mm. I try not to. Um, I try not to harp on that, but I know I should have went and got her or not, and, and and that that would she. I mean, that wouldn't happen. That bothered me for a long time. I held on to like my mom and stuff. It I held on to a long time until one day, um, pastor told me. We are born to die. There's nothing that you could have did to change the trajectory of what happened. And I was like, it makes sense. And I get what you're saying, but it don't stop sure. this feeling. For sure. And I was about to say, it, I mean, it, 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 it makes sense. It makes sense. That's, that's true. I get it. But it's true. I, but it still don't take that feeling away. It still don't take that feeling away. I'm like, I, I totally get it. And I was, I held on to that guilt a lot for my mom also because I made the decision to pull the plug. I was like, what if I didn't pull the plug? She would still be here. What if I didn't move out? I could have took care of her where she didn't have to go into the nursing home. All that been played in my head before, but I came, I was, I came to not so much grips with it, but I was just like, Okay, it was nothing I could do to change that. And I can get that with her, but I still can't put that with my brother. Like I still I get it with her, I get it. But with my brother it's still hard for me to it's still hard for me to let it go. And I don't know if because it's fresh still, but I don't I I can't. I I I don't know. It's almost like you you um I won't say closure, but um with my mom you know she was um she was in a nursing home um and you know it was during the covid time and you know she she um she couldn't um i couldn't visit her so her and i would just do facetime and you know and that was really it so you know, I said I couldn't take it no more. So I, you know, my husband was like, well, you know, let's bring her home. You know, we so we brought her home. So I felt like I felt like I um 
and it was for a very short amount of time too. It was for a very short amount of time. So I felt like I've got, I won't say a little bit of closure, but I've, I've got to um, spend a little bit of time with her. You know, even when she went to hospice, I still got to spend time with her. But um, with my brothers, it was just like, and with my, it was just like, I didn't get no clothes. Like it just happened all of a sudden. Uh-huh. You know, I never in a million years would I thought that I would get any of those phone calls. And it was just like back to back, back to back. I was like, you know, how is this happening to me? Like, and I, I, I never thought it was real. You know, I never thought it was real. Like, it's just like, I still can replay all of those stories in my mind. You know, even when my, my, um, even my mom and my sister, you know, I, I could, I play that picture of in the bathroom when my husband gets the phone call and he's, you know, we're getting ready to go to the funeral home to get my mom ready. And, and you know, everybody's phones is, and it's kind of irritating because everybody's phones is ringing and like, why is everybody calling? And it was just something about that feeling that it was just like, what is everybody saying? And it was just like, it was something was a secret. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, I, I don't know. It, it just, but I felt like I got a little bit of closure. Um, with my mom, I felt like I, I, um, we connected and, you know, we, we spent some, some time together, you know, even with her getting out of, out of, out of, um, out of the nursing home, I felt like, you know, we, we had a little bit of time, but I have, I feel like I ain't, I ain't getting no time with my, my brothers and sisters and that, 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 um, I think that's, that's what it is because even with me, um, my mom being in a nursing home, even with me making a decision, I still was able to go into the hospital room with her, mm-hmm. um, held her in my lap, got in the bed with her and had my time with her to talk with her um, and all of that. And I get what you're saying. I got the phone call and I'm like, what? Like, I just seen him. Like, what do, what do you mean? I didn't even get to... How how is this? How is this? That's why I I feel like that that and the loss of my goddaughter, getting that phone call and getting to the hospital, and the doctor come out and say I'm sorry she gone. And I'm like, what you mean? She just I just talked to her on the phone a couple hours ago. Like, what do you mean? Like, I I don't even really. I try to block hers out. It's hard, though. It's hard, but I try to block it out because if I think about it, it, like just to hear her voice and stuff, it hurts so much that I'm like, I don't want to go there. So I bottle them feelings up Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I I don't, I I can't wrap my mind around it still. She was too young at one time. In my head, it's like at one time. She ain't lived yet. She, she left two babies at one time yet. So I can't deal with that yet. So her and my brother, they kind of like those two death, I struggle with. I struggle with a lot. I struggle with those two a lot. Oh, so. What advice would you give to someone 
people um, needs that push of encouragement or to keep going. Those would probably be my my words. I mean, keep going. You gotta stay. You gotta stay prayerful. Um, my walk is my walk. I mean, everybody's walk is different, but I just I don't know. I just I just keep going. Because if I, if I don't, I mean, if you don't, then I feel like it'll be, it'll be a different story. I know it'll be a different story for me. I'm not really sure where I would end up. Um, I try to stay connected with people. A lot of times I've, um, whenever I think about not keeping going, and I get it all the time, a lot of people look to me for strength. Mm-hmm. So that is that that stays heavy on my mind. Um, because like we discussed, I've never been I, I don't like to disappoint people. Um, and I got to get better with that because. You can't keep pouring from an empty cup for sure. Um, so. I just say. Stay prayerful and try to stay connected. and. Try to work on you. Um, try therapy. I haven't tried therapy yet. I, I don't know when I will. I mean, it may work for some, but and it may work for me, but I'm I'm just not ready for it yet. You definitely have to be ready for it. Um, my what keeps me going and keeps me pushing is um, my spiritual journey that that keeps me going. Um, and my kids, my grandkids. Um, I do agree keeping positive people around me. Um, but I learned that I can't pour from an empty cup. So I have to have that balance where somebody is pouring back into me because I can't keep pouring and pouring and pouring and I don't have that pour back into me. So I now pay attention to who I'm connected to. That's, that's for sure. And that's important. Because some people can be draining. Mm-hmm, for sure. And like you, I don't want to put my burdens on people. So I tend to like, I just deal with it myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm learning to be vulnerable to people that I know I can trust and be vulnerable with. And although my my husband don't understand it, I can be vulnerable just so I can release it. But I do a lot of releasing in my journal. And I, I I think I do a lot of releasing with my kids too. Because my Erica, mm-hmm. Erica was three, so she know a lot. She remember a lot about my mom. Mm-hmm. So she can she can relate with me. And and I, I could say that too. Like my kids were very close with um my kids were very close with with um with all of my siblings. I mean, and my mom. Um so a lot of time we we lean on each other. Yeah. You know. Because um, they were they were really um, impacted by it, 
Um, so that's a part of it too. Um, it's just it's just hard. It's just, it's just really hard. I mean, even even things just are not the same anymore for me. As much as I try to make them the same, mm-hmm. it's just not the same. I don't care who you do it with, where you do it at, how you do it. Right. You know, and, and like holidays and you know birthdays. Yeah, I, I, I was. I was always big on celebrating. You know, I would have family gatherings. We would have family gatherings at our house all the time. You know, I don't do any of that anymore. You know, I was, you know, I was always the go-to girl, you know, and it's just like, I don't, I don't really look forward to any of that no more. And it was crazy as my brother, Jamie, you know, he, um, he, uh, when he had it to give, he would give it to me. You know, it was just the littlest things that he would do and it just, you know, make my day. Um, It wasn't until last year, I would say the year before that, he would buy me a chocolate cake every single year for my birthday. And I just had to realize, like, it was just that little thing. Mm -hmm. You know, my brother can't buy me no chocolate cake no more. Yep. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. it's, it's just. I, I was like that with holidays. We we did, we was big on Christmas breakfast in the morning and all that. And, and I got to a point where I was just like, I don't really, I don't really want to celebrate. Because um, I don't, I can be there, but I ain't there. Right. I can, I'm there, but I ain't there. Like I, I'm, I'm around y'all, but mentally I ain't here. Not there, no. Mentally I ain't here. So, um, I did Christmas breakfast last year at my house for everybody, and everybody was there, and it felt good. But then afterwards, it was just like it was me by myself sitting in my thoughts, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh. I'm okay with just like my kids and stuff. I don't know. It's just it it'd be hard to I can I ain't there. I'm there, but I ain't there. Yeah, it's it's um it's very it's very heartbreaking. It is. And you I mean for we've had a lot of loss. Um and for you to even you know, go for you to even go to family functions and things like it's just not the same. I mean, half of your family is not there, and then you know, you look at the first, you know, a couple family gatherings I went to, I was looking like I had to realize that none of them were coming in the door. I had to um, wear a smile mm-hmm. for everybody else, for sure. But inside, I'm this lost little kid that's mm-hmm. waiting for my mother, my brother, my goddaughter, yeah, grandfather, grandmother come through the door. So, so I mean, I, I, I'm getting. I, I feel like I'm. Um, I feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. I feel like I'm even being here talking about it today is like a big step for me. Um, I get this. I get a question all the time wanting somebody to, I mean, the same question. You, how, how do you do it? 
And I avoid them a lot because just when I feel like I'm I'm getting and I know it's part of the I know it's part of it, mm-hmm. but it's just it's so hard for me to tell that story over and over again. Over and over again. Um but this I mean I feel like this is part of my, I haven't been to therapy but I, therapy, but I feel like this is part of my um it's part part of my therapy and I got a story to tell and I, I feel like um definitely I must start trying to tell it because I mean like I said a lot of people look to me for strength because I mean my loss was huge. You know, my loss was my loss was huge. I mean and they theirs was, you know, it, it, it can't compare it to mine, but they still look at me. And that's real, um, that's big for me. So um because we don't go through what we go through for us. We go through what we go through to help somebody, somebody else. else. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that. I'm, I am, I'm learning that. So me being here today is um is very um it's I feel like it's it's gonna help me um get to you know where I need to uh definitely where I actually need to go. Definitely. Well, before we end, we're gonna go to our highlight of the day, which is we are all on borrowed time. No one knows when the hour and the sun, then when the sand and the hour glass is going to run out. So while you are here, love on your people. Love on your people. But with that said, we want to thank you for coming and have some girl talk with us. We appreciate you for telling your story. Hopefully your story helps somebody else. And if somebody wanted to get in contact with you, how can they reach you? Even if it's just for, oh, we have open enrollment. (laughs) Learning Matters Educational Center. We have open enrollment. Open enrollment for three year olds. Totally full. Um, oh, three year old. Sorry, y'all. The wait list, but um, they are more than welcome to get on the wait list. And it's bomb. I'm telling y'all, my my daughter's 13, she started there. Okay, so you can contact so get them people on the get your kids on the list, Mm -hmm. get your kids on the list again. Thank you for coming. And um, before we end, we want to um, thank all our viewers for tuning in with us. And until next month, everyone be blessed.